0: All right. Well, we got some work to do. Open up your Bibles. Matthew. We're going to be in the book of Matthew today. Something special for our five year anniversary. Oh, I am fighting a nasty sinus infection, so forgive me if I sniffle into the microphone just a little bit. We're going to be at Matthew 28. Um, I am. Um, so excited. So excited about what God's doing um, here at Mission View Church. We have, we've seen God do miraculous things um, here at Mission View. Just, just even over the past month or so, we've seen so many people asking about a relationship with Christ. Um, it's, it's astounding. Um, I get uh, these cards that come into my office that people fill out. And um, I've made phone call after phone call, text message after text message to people wondering who Jesus is, why we're doing this, this service in the park. What, it's just amazing. Um, and uh, when, when God starts doing stuff like this and, and um, growing a church at a time of the year where it should be declining instead of uh, growing and, and doing different things like that, we really need to start to take notice. Um, that that God is doing something special, that God's doing something different. And um, so the staff and I and the elders are extremely excited. We want to recognize that. And when you see God doing something like that, you want to to follow. It's like like a wave that God's creating. You want to ride that wave out as long as you can and go in the direction that He is pointing us. We don't want to go in our own direction, do our own thing. We want to do what God's calling us to do and what we see God doing. So Jesus said He only did what He saw the Father doing. We're just going to try and do that, okay? Does that sound good? Can I get an amen on that one? All right, cool, cool. Matthew 28. Before I read this, let's just uh, pray and, and uh, focus our hearts. Father, we come to you right now, and we ask that you would move on our hearts. Um, like we have said already today, you are good. All the time, you are good in our lives. And, and we recognize you're doing something right now uh, here at Mission View. And uh, we, we just pray that you would give us wisdom as we move forward, that you would give us courage as we move forward. And God, we pray that... Uh, uh, we would never go in any direction um, that you're not going. God, that we would be willing to do whatever you ask us to do, that we would make sacrifices for your kingdom. Lord, that, that's what we ask for. We, we want to be a people that uh, live lives of sacrifice for you, God. So, so open those doors that, that are to be opened and give us the courage to walk through those doors uh, for your kingdom and for our good. In Jesus' name, amen. Um. This is a, uh, probably a, a text that we are all familiar with in Matthew 28. We're going to start in verse 18. And uh, it goes like this. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So let's just break this down real quick here. He starts out, Jesus starts out, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So he's he's making a statement here that things have changed. This is after the resurrection, and he's saying things now have changed. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's what Jesus is saying. It's different. It's done. It's finished. The work of Christ was finished. And it means something in particular for us today that these things have changed. He says, go, therefore. This word go is really, really important for us. It is a going, not a coming to, but a going. Things have changed. All authority in heaven and on earth had been given to Christ so because of that, because of that authority being given to him, he's saying, go. This is important. I, this is one of, I think this is one of the things we really miss out on in the church. I'm speaking broadly now, not, not mission view, but, but broadly, the church, we get to the point where we love to come to church and, and go to our community groups and open God's word together and, and grow. Those are all really, really good things. But then we, we tend to forget that Jesus' last words to us were this. That, that we would be a people that were always going. We were always reaching out. Reaching out to our neighbors. Reaching out to our communities. And, and not just this, this good deeds idea. It was, it's a reaching out with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That is our purpose that is our commission. This is our job that God has given us. And, and it's, not, it's not my job. It's not the, the band's job. It's not the staff's job. This is Christian job. This is everyone's God job. That we would be overflowing with a love and passion for God. And that overflow would, would hit our coworkers. That overflow would, would hit our neighbors. And the conversations that we have would be conversations of of God's goodness and God's work in and through our lives. This is the going that Jesus is talking about. So, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Christ. So, therefore, go and make disciples. Make disciples. Love that. Of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What does a disciple look like? What does it mean to to make a disciple? It's really reproducing ourselves. We have this relationship with Christ, that we're we're in his word, and and, and we attend church, and we have relationships with other believers, and we we open his word together, and we meditate on his word, and it's bringing those people alongside us that that we've actually shared the gospel with. Well, what would our lives look like if we actually did that? Like, I mean, if we actually did what Jesus told us to do, that we, um, that I, let's just say that, that I went to the YMCA one time, and I'm working out in the weight room, and there's these tattooed dudes up over in the corner, F-bombing this, F-bombing that, lifting weights, you know, tough, tough guys, you know, and, and I just kind of go over and start mingling along with them. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? Right? Where'd you get your tattoos done? You know, they're talking about tattoos, you know, military guys or whatever. And you just start talking, hey, how's your day? Good, good. You mind if I get a set in with you and you work out with these guys and, and just start to build a relationship, you know? They start talking about their wives and how terrible they are. Start talking about their job and how awful it is, you know, and then how, how they have to pay the man. Talk about how terrible taxes are. And, right? They have these just these normal conversations, right? And it doesn't, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long at all until three weeks later they're in there and their wives had a miscarriage. And this group of guys, there's of this group of guys, there's there's one guy who's always positive. He's he's always kind of of, of excited about things, and, and he's talked about Jesus a little bit, you know. Who's, who's that guy whose who wife just had a miscarriage? Who's he gonna come to? Who's he gonna, who's he gonna ask about this? Me. Us. What would it look like if we actually did what Jesus told us to do? I was thinking about this. And this, I, I'm preaching to myself today, too. I'm preaching to myself. Actually, the story I just told you is a story that happened in my life at the YMCA with a couple guys that are dear friends of mine. But anyways, but I I thought about this. I was like, what if my kids kind of did what I do to God? Like, you know, his commands and his word. Because I don't know about you. It's like, so I'm like, hey, Addie, go clean your room. She's like, I'll get right on that. She goes up to her room. She looks at her room. She goes, I could clean my room like this. And she starts writing an outline of how she could clean her room. And then she studies how people clean their rooms and what the most effective way to clean their room is. And then she looks at the Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic (laughs) and writes how she should clean her room. And three months later, she comes down and she says, Dad, I, I really know how to clean my room. In fact, I can tell you how I'm going to clean my room in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. I find myself doing that with this all the time. His, the, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, isn't, isn't something that we just absorb and enjoy and, and take in. I mean... I would look at Addie and be like, go clean your room. I don't want to hear it in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. I just want you to clean your room. And I'm like, ooh, ouch. God is calling us to do this. It's, a, it's an action that God calls us to. This Christian life isn't something that we just come and, and do Greek, Hebrew word studies. And we, I love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Let's dive into this. Let's get all that we can out of it. This is truth. This is hope. This is, this is God's very word. Don't get me wrong. But God's very word means we go and do it. If it's just some scholastic exercise, if it's just some emotional feeling of goodness, then it's not Christ. It is more than those things. It is something that calls us to action, that moves us to tell everybody about him. All authority has been given in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ. Things have changed. And since things have changed, go, therefore, and make disciples. Share Christ. Share your life. Walk alongside people who are, who are struggling in this world. What does it look like? Have those conversations. Open your life, open your doors up to somebody who doesn't know Jesus. Have have a barbecue on your block. Do a block barbecue and and provide steaks and and stuff for everybody on your block. See who shows up. Invite them into your home. Just just go about life and, and, and share Christ. You don't have to beat them over the head with a Bible or anything, but share what God's done in your life. What has he done? What has he changed? And what have you gone through in your life experiences? What are they going through? Let them, just let them talk. Make disciples of all nations. You know, it's kind of funny. I was doing a little bit of study on this passage this week, and this would have actually been really confusing or, or it's really, it would have been hard for them to hear that Make disciples of all nations. Because earlier on, I think it's in chapter 10, Jesus says, go out and, and, and make disciples, but only go, don't go to the Gentiles. Just go to the house of Israel. And then so, so Jesus kind of puts him on this path earlier on. But then he changes it. He changes it. Why? Because he died on the cross and rose again. And now he says, go to all nations. That's why you and I can have a relationship with God. He says, go to all people groups. Now I've made a way for everyone. I just, I thought that was kind of interesting. You just see that Jesus does that baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what he commands us to do. That's why we baptize. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, that we would share his word with them. It's it's not just that instance of salvation where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people and, and they recognize their desperate need for a Savior. They repent of their sins. And they come into relationship with God. It's not just that. It is a continued growing. We call this progressive sanctification that we're walking and going through life with people. And that that it's not just salvation, but it's God's not done with us that then. He's continually working on us and changing us and growing us. And we walk alongside people in that teaching them all that Christ has taught us. And, you know, in, in so doing, as we do that, we learn as well. Has anybody in here ever taught a class, like a, a Bible study class or anything? Go ahead and raise your hands if you've ever taught a class. Have you learned more when you've taught the class or when you sat in the class? When you've taught it, right? We, we learn so much more as we, we teach things. So, so this is, it's a benefit on both sides, As we walk alongside with people, do life with other people and and teach, God is going to teach us and grow us as well. And here's the most important piece of what Jesus says. And behold, I am with you always, always to the end of the age. See, Jesus doesn't just give us this, commission us to do this. He says, I'm going to be with you every second of the journey. This is is how God works in our lives. He never, ever tells us to do something that he hasn't already empowered us to do. Ever. That's how God works. There's nothing he asks us to do that he hasn't already empowered us to do. That's the amazing thing. It's one of the things that sets Christianity apart from any other religion in the world is that our God actually steps into our lives and gives us the strength and the courage and the power to do what he's called us to do. Every other religion is based on the works of man. Christianity is purely 110% based on the works of Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Mission view, we have a job to do. God has commissioned us to reach this world with his gospel and his good news and his love. Stark County Religious Traditions. In 2010, Stark County reported this. 61,000 evangelical Protestants. 5,000 black Protestants. 45,000 mainline Protestant, 5,000 Orthodox, 55,000 Catholic, 4,000 other. Now get this number. 200,000 people completely unclaimed. No religious affiliation and didn't want religious affiliation at all. 200,000 people. 200,000 that don't have a relationship with Christ that are on the path of separation from God for all eternity. These are our neighbors. These are our coworkers, family members, and friends. 200,000 people. And this is just Stark County. This is within, we're talking a 15, 20-minute drive. If you drew a circle around North Canton, this is 15-minute drive. 200,000 people. God has given us a mission to reach the 200,000. Our mission is to make disciples who have an intimacy with God, community with others, and influence their world. That is our mission. If you want to really simplify it, just put it in your head. Our mission is to make disciples. That's our mission, simplified. Make disciples because disciples have intimacy with God, community with others, and are influencing their world. That's what disciples do. There's key phrases that we have here at Mission View that everyone, we believe that everyone here has a mission. That God has set aside plans for every one of us. Before the foundations of the world, he knew our names and had good things set aside for us to do. That's what his word says. Another key phrase we have here is that we are here for the people that aren't here yet. God has brought us here for the people that aren't here yet. We believe Jesus gave us a job to do. Now, a little bit of details around this. Three steps of discipleship, just to keep it really easy. Know, grow, and go. We want to connect people with their creator and connect them with other believers. That we would know them, that we would know God and know others. That we would love God and love others. It's knowing. And that we would grow It's not just a knowing, but we would grow in our relationship with Christ and grow in our relationship with one another, that we would trust one another, that we would hold one another accountable. The Bible says that we would, as iron sharpens iron, work together for his kingdom, that we would know, that we would grow, and that we would go to share the good news of what God has done in our lives with others so that his kingdom, that he would be glorified. His kingdom would be extended among us. So who are we after? Mission View, who are we after specifically? Now, we don't just make things up. When we talk about who we are after as Mission View Church, we're just not going to pull something out of an air or or write a bunch of different things down, put it in a hat and, and pull something out. When we decide who we are after, this is actually who we are what gifts God has already given us to use, and where he has placed us in the world. And it's who God is bringing here already. So here's who we are. We're going to give you a name here, Stark County Stan and Sally. Here's our Stark County Stan and Sally. It's who we are, and it's who we're after. Doctors, teachers, managers, businessmen, and women, factory workers. They have 2.5 kids, a dog, listen to country and rock music. They have a yearly household income of $60,000. they are 25 to 45 years old. They grew up in a mostly churched and somewhat anti church society, and they voted for Trump. That's kind of who we are in Stark County, okay? I thought the Trump thing would get a little more laughs than that, but that's all right. <laughs> So how do we reach them? That's who we are. We, we're not just making that kind of stuff up. That is just who we are. That's who God is bringing here. We don't want to go against what God is doing. Like I said earlier, we want to go with God and ride that wave that he's created as long as we can. So how do we reach them? We reach them through our weekend services. We create an environment where they can experience the power and presence of creator God. We do that through biblical teaching, Passionate worship, sacrificial service, radical generosity, and extraordinary hospitality. I think think we experienced that this morning. Amazing. We do that through outreach events. We do that through missions. We do it through lifestyle evangelism, which we just talked about in Matthew 28. We do it through servant evangelism, which I'm going to talk about in the coming months. We do it through working with like-minded, gospel-centered churches, which I think Mission View does really well. And we do it by planting other churches. We are going to be a church that plants churches. How do we train and how do we disciple them? We do it in relationship, in community groups, by doing life together. We do it through church membership, And we do it through the focused ministry areas of the church. Missions and worship and children, students, men's and women's ministries. Every ministry at Mission View trains in discipleship, either on a deep theological level or in an on-the-job training kind of way. Discipleship is a way of life. It is what we do. Now think about this. You might be sitting out there right now and saying, man, I don't, discipleship. I don't disciple anybody. I don't know what you're talking about. I know I'm supposed to, but I just don't. We are all discipling people. All the time. Have you ever had a conversation with a coworker that went something like this? Oh, man, I just had a terrible night with my wife. We were back and forth, back and forth. She wants me to do this, and I want to do this. Man, what do you think I should do? Your answer is discipleship. Your answer is discipleship. We are all discipling people all the time. We just don't know that we're doing it. We have to get to the point where our conversations with our coworkers, our conversations with our family, our conversations with our neighbors go to the gospel. It's not in a forced way. It's just who we are. Like this, let's just give you an example. That same conversation I have with a guy, here's, here's a good response. Man, you know what? Me and my wife argue sometimes too. You know what I found out? When me and my wife argue, it's usually something going on in my heart. You know, I got like these selfish motivations Or I'm just kind of looking out for number one instead of actually looking out for my family. And, you know, God uses my marriage to reveal some of my weaknesses and shortcomings. Took me a while to get there and kind of figure that out. But when I argue with my wife, I tend to kind of take a step back and and think to myself, what's going on in my mind and in my heart that needs to change? That really helped me in my marriage. It's discipleship, lifestyle, that we, we focus our minds and our conversations around God's things and what he's done in our lives. How do we train in disciple? Then we do it through serving opportunities, that everyone has a mission. Everybody has a God job. And, and like we just talked about earlier, we learn the most when we teach others. We grow in that. So we train in disciples through counseling, through sermons, through classes, and Bible studies. This is what God's called us to. If we're going to reach the 200,000, this is what we have to do. Now, vision. We've talked mission just a little bit. I want to talk vision. We, today we are celebrating five years of God's grace. And God's blessing and his work here in our lives and, and in our community through Mission View Church. And all praise and glory and honor goes to the King. It is all him. He's the one who's done it all. Praise God for that. Vision is a preferred future based on what God has done and is doing. This is another thing. Vision isn't just something we make up to. Huh? You know, we're not just gonna pull things out of a hat on vision either. Vision is a preferred future based on what God has done and is doing. Proverbs 16, 9 says this, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. What that means is that we make our plans, but God directs our steps. So as I've prayerfully went through this with the elders and we're going through this, this this idea, mission and vision, it changes subtly as we go because we can plan all we want, but we know that God Almighty directs our steps. He's the one that directs our tomorrow. So we make these plans in pencil, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray that God directs and and moves in these things. So so we're talking about mission and vision. Keep that in mind, that the elders and I, we're praying on these things, and God speaks into this and changes it subtly as we go forward. Here's our future. Here's what God's calling us to reach the 200,000. Here's what we're going to do. Three-year plan. By 2021, we will be a church of 600 to 800 people in our own building and training up church planters. Three years. Six to 800 people in our own building and training up church planters. How many of you are looking at that 600 to 800 number going, "Woo"? That's a big number, Matt. Are you sure you prayed about this? <laughs> I thought about it, too. I thought the same thing. It's like, oh, man. Who, I think one of the elders said the same thing. He's like, was it, I think me and Randy had this conversation, I think. He goes, man, that's big. That's big. And I was praying about it last night. And um, here's, what God, here's what God just brought into my heart and my mind. He's, It was like, you're 300 people now. 600 people, if everybody here just invited one person. That's it. One person. Can you bring one person to church? It may may not take us three years to get to 600. (laughs) Think about it. If we actually start doing this, what God's called us to do, so, three years. By 2021, we will be a church of six to 800 people in our own building and training up church planners for his kingdom, for his good. Year five, by 2023, we'll be a church of 1,200 to 1,400 people, and it will have planted two churches locally. 200,000 people. Reach the 200,000 people in our community. That's just in our community. You know one thing I think about this is we can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. And one of the probably the thing I've been most impressed about and thankful for Pastor Steve's ministry here is his relationship with other pastors. I have had so many pastors. Call me and invite me to lunch because they want to meet me because of the relationship that they had with Pastor Steve. That, I don't know you. I don't think you understand how amazing that is. Pastors don't do that, okay? Pastors, there's this, there's this kind of, I don't know, competitive, protective, my flock not yours idea. It's unspoken, and we're not supposed to be that way, but it's there, okay? I just put it out there for you. It doesn't happen. I, I'm ha- like, Jason Lance it won't stop calling me. He wants, I think he's the lead pastor of River Tree Church. He wants to take me around the city and pray together. You know, I'm like, awesome. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. And uh, all these churches, pastors calling me and asking this. It's amazing. They understand there's this, uh, Steve did some type of kingdom thing with these guys that got them outside of the box of what, Ministry used to look like. If we're going to reach the 200,000 for Christ, it's going to take all of us. Every church in North Canton and the surrounding areas that believe the gospel and are on track with the gospel, we got to do it together. There's no competition in the kingdom of God, man. If 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 River Tree or whoever else's church grows to 50,000 people, praise God, praise God that there 50,000 people are going to heaven that weren't going to heaven before, and we'll cheer them on all the way. Amen and we're going to come alongside them, and, and we'll help. We will, I'll tell you right now, we will help if they ask for it. We are a church that is about the kingdom of God, not about the kingdom of Mission View. Amen? So that's where we're going by year five. Ten years from now, By year 2029, we will be a church of 1,800 to 2,200 people. We will have planted eight to 12 churches. We will reach the 200,000 with partnerships in the gospel with other churches, planting other churches, raising up pastors and leaders in our community that are passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there are men and women sitting in these chairs right now who have a calling on their life to plant a church. You know who you are. God has already spoken it to your hearts, and he's going to use you for his kingdom. I know it. I know it in my heart that there are people right now sitting in these seats that love Jesus, that love our community, and they want to see God's will done right here. This is who we are. This is what God has called us to, and this is what the elders and I are praying fervently for and about And like I said, this is is our plans, but God is God. And like his word says, we make our plans, but he directs our steps. This is what God's called us to. Reach the 200,000. So I want us to take a moment, just close your eyes where you're at. Right now, I want you to think of one person. One person in your life. In your family. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at school. But you have a relationship with them. They don't know Christ. Do you have that person pictured in your mind? Let's pray for them right now. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, we pray that you would give us opportunity to share Christ. God, I want to share Christ with Cheryl and Carlo right now. God, give me opportunities to speak into their lives. God, that we can share your love with them. Whoever it is that God's put on your heart, that you have in your mind, just say their name to Jesus right now. God, give us opportunities to share your good news with them. God, that we would be kind and loving and and, and open our houses to them and, and walk alongside them. Build relationship with them. Not for nothing, but for your kingdom. God, use us. We want to be a people that are used up for your kingdom. God, we, I, want to, I don't want to have anything left when it's all said and done. I want to be used up for your kingdom. God, these, these plans, these are big plans. These are, re- these are really big plans. And you know what? We can't do them. God, we just confess we can't do them. But you can. You can. And God, if, there were, if we're going to put our, our hands to work for things that we could accomplish, that's silly. We want to put our hands to your work, into things that only you can accomplish. So, God, come be God in our midst. We lay our plans at your feet and we say, have your way. We've made our plans, come direct our steps. And we give you all the glory and all the honor and praise. And we ask that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in our lives as it is in heaven. We say all this in Jesus' name. Amen.